had the chat with your partner. You see plenty of cuteness around. You feel like you're getting older. You've always wanted a family. You're thinking about having a baby. But where do you start? What do you need to know? How can you get your life, body and health into the position you need them to be in? This podcast is here to help answer those questions by interviewing health professionals and mums and dads who've been there, done that. Hosted by Hannah Erickson, I'm a New Zealand registered dietitian. I started my company, Oh Goodness Nutrition, to help mums and dads give their babies the best start in life by getting ready while they're thinking of having a baby. In today's podcast, I chat with Katrina about her experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome and what impact it has had on her life. Um, my name's Katrina Henderson. I live in Queenstown in New Zealand, which is a very wonderful place to live. I feel very lucky. Um, yeah, and I'm a full-time mum to two kids, um, but prior to that, I worked as an occupational therapist, which um, I may or may not go back into. We'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. How old are your little kitties? Uh, so my oldest boy, Eli, is four and a half, and my little girl, Aliana, is almost two, so her birthday is the 1st of January. So you mentioned PCOS and it's obviously played a major role in your fertility journey. Could you take us right back to the beginning? So there may be a little bit too much information for some people, but um, I also think it's important to be, I guess, open and honest about the stuff and the reality of it, I suppose. So um, yeah, I got my first period when I was around 15, which is pretty late, I guess, for, for a lot of people. I know it still falls within the normal range, um, but following that, I only got it maybe once every eight to 10 months, um, which sounds very nice in theory. Over time, I started to realize that actually this is, this is a problem um, once I got older. So around age 17, I um, started to get really severe abdominal cramps and it would just completely cripple me for at least 24 hours. I wouldn't be able to walk, barely able to talk type thing. Um, and I was hospitalized a couple of times for it. But most of the admissions, it was just they'd get my pain under control and then I'd lower it in the priority list of having scans and investigations done and then they would just discharge me without having any of those things done because they had more emergency type situations that would come in one hospital admission they managed to I managed to catch them on a not busy day and they did a scan and they detected a, um, a large five centimeter diameter cyst on one of my ovaries that was um, twisting and cutting off blood supply into the ovary so um, that was the cause of my, so every two months I would get this abdominal pain. So they discovered that that was the cause of it. Um, and that's kind of what springboarded the journey in discovering that I had polycystic ovaries. So at that point, they put me on the pill and they said that's apparently a way of getting the cysts under control. I'm not really sure why or how. Yeah, so they sent me for follow-up scans and appointments and referred me to a gynecologist um so and then I was finally diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome so from 15 to how old were you when you finally got a diagnosis 18 and a half four yeah 19 so three four years it took you to get diagnosed yeah and I remember going for a scan once and the guy said oh it looks like you've got polycystic ovaries but 
ah, oh, I'm sure someone will talk to you about that. And I was like, what's that? I don't know. I was just a teenager, didn't really know to follow up on it. And it never really went anywhere. Kind of wish I'd picked up on that, but that's hindsight. Yeah, but anyway, we got there eventually. <laughs> I got the diagnosis. And so I went and saw the gynecologist and the first thing um, that she said to me was most women, it's the leading cause of infertility for women. And that um, I would very likely struggle to have children one day. And that news kind of was very crushing to me because I had always pictured myself one day as a mum. And suddenly, uh, I don't know, I kind of I wasn't aware of it at the time, but I kind of wrapped a lot of my identity into that as, you know, one day I'm going to be married and have kids. Um, and so, yeah, that was quite a big thing for me in my life. One of the, you know, turning points in my life. Um, the other thing that she said to me was um, she informed me of like the symptoms, which is um, hormone imbalance, acne, excessive weight, um, and excessive hair growth didn't sound very nice to be honest did you know any of these symptoms? were you experiencing any of these symptoms already yeah good question um so hair growth wise mustache and beard and I definitely had had experienced that um not to an extreme level it was like a manageable level where I could just pluck it and it was fine it was you know um not noticeable but um it's not nice and you definitely like if I was to leave things I would I would I would have stubble so (laughs) I often wonder if I have undiagnosed PCOS I mean I've got no other sort of symptoms apart from like this hair growth on my chin and my my upper lip but I'm like stupid so I just have to get it waxed all the time but I'm always thinking at the back of my mind do I have PCOS as well it's like the the most defining feature I would think of it's funny yeah and it's 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 weird how it can be quite a self-conscious thing you know it's your face is one it's the acne combined with that as well is one of the first things that people see when they meet you and I will never forget (laughs) at university one of my fellow students um who was of a different culture and just a different way of approaching things but she was like what's wrong with your face and I was like oh slowly dying a little bit inside but I also was just tried to be gracious in my response so well this is just my face (laughs) 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 it's just how I was born (laughs) um so yeah it's 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 a lot of um what I have found with this diagnosis is so much of it's tied into your your self-image and your self-worth um not only with being you know potentially not being able to have kids but also how you look and how you feel um for me it kind of sent me on a little bit of an unhealthy spiral in my relationship with food so the first with the gynecologist told me um her advice to me was um that I needed to lose weight at the time I wasn't overweight well I guess on paper I may have been a little bit overweight but I was healthy and looked fine um but she said you need to lose 10 kg, you need to go on the pill. Um, And that was kind of her solution. Well, her advice to me, which is really the advice that a lot of people have received that I've met. Um, And, you know, if I go off the pill, then my, my sis can come back. And the pill in itself brings its own things and its own problems and worsening of acne and that sort of thing. So it feels like a little bit of a cycle, but you kind of feel like you don't really have a choice because the alternative is to have this crippling pain every two months um so yeah I I was just on on the pill for a very long time 
and unfortunately weight wise it just I don't know it was it, it just sparked a really kind of bad spiral for me um I kind of started getting an unhealthy relationship with food feeling guilty if I ever ate something that was considered to be unhealthy thinking that I was causing myself to not be able to have kids by doing by eating something and then um <laughs> this is just I don't know it's not right but it's just kind of how I'd gotten into an unhealthy space and our brains can tell us all kinds of things whether they're true or not we act them out or we believe them and exactly yeah I can understand how a diagnosis that perhaps you didn't receive the best level of medical care or at least explanation around what it is and what you can do about it it was kind of like black or white so I can totally see how the guidance you did receive at that young very impressionable age could take you where yeah it did. for sure and I think um part of it is because I was so young at the time and I was quite fit and relatively healthy looking and so I don't think she really uh I don't know she probably was seeing a whole lot worse cases in her world so for her uh, I don't know she probably it was just another job on a day to get <laughs> to get off her desk um but it was it has significant impact on someone's life so Um, yeah I kind of had a shame cycle that started with binge eating and then dieting and kind of this yo-yo thing that ended up really sparking significant issues with my weight and my self-image and then you'd feel guilty and then you'd gain weight and then you feel bad and then it's and then oh it's just then you have extra weight and exercising is really difficult Um, any attempt to lose weight was kind of an incredible battle of will of self-control and that I would feel like I would lose sometimes if I'm any slip up would have severe consequences you know so it was kind of like it feels to me still to this day really that it's an all or nothing approach where it feels like if I'm not 100% on it all the time because weight loss is a lot more difficult with this condition so your body holds on to that fat so much more so um, and I think, I don't know, maybe you can give more information about like the insulin resistance and that sort of thing. I'm not fully, I don't fully <laughs> understand that side of things. Um, but yeah, it was, it just made it a really unhealthy, difficult process for me, um, with the weight and I felt powerless. Yeah. Um, wow. yeah. And I still do in many ways, like, uh, yeah, it's, you know, when someone says your hormones is out of balance. It feel it's not tangible. It's not something you can be like, oh, it just is very hard to feel like you can fix it or change it. You can't take a pill or, you know, well, I guess you can, you can take the pill. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a pill that you can take for it. <laughs> but I hear what you're saying that it's, it's not like there's a, it's these hormones, these chemical things in your body wreaking havoc and you want to change it. That's what I'm hearing. You know, you love to be able to just press a button and be like, fix yourself. But anything you've tried to do in the past just hasn't seemed to work. Is that, and that you're very frustrated and despondent. And as you said, that cycle. A cycle. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's a good way of saying it. Um, and I didn't really have anywhere to turn to for advice at the time. I didn't know anyone who had the condition. Um, and obviously like I just trusted my doctors and they told me to go on the pill and to lose weight that was my solution to it um so I'm still really only 15 years later now obviously I've had two kids 
um, which I'm very blessed to be able to have, um, ha have them um, through fertility treatment. But I have had to have um, medication that makes me ovulate. So the reason I only get a period once every eight to 10 months is because I don't ovulate, which means I have a whole lot of eggs, way more than most other ladies my age. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, so this medication makes me ovulate. And that's how I've managed to conceive um, my two lovely children that I have at the moment. And I feel really, really like, I just think like 50 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to have kids. But um, I'm still on a journey of discovering how to manage this condition in my body. And, you know, right now I'm doing boot camp um, three times, three mornings a week. But it's, um, it's difficult because there's very like there's no I don't I see very little results I feel stronger you know I feel I feel fitter but I don't see any results in my body shape or size or, or weight even um so uh, but I'm doing I, I've chosen this time around to kind of enter into it with I'm doing this for my fitness and my you know my health rather than trying to focus on the weight side of things I think that's such a good way of looking at it very holistic because there are so many benefits to just exercising alone yeah that even if you didn't see any change in the scales we sometimes allow the scales to negate the awesome work that we're doing as if we the effort we're putting in should somehow be reflected mm -hmm. in the scales when that doesn't happen we think that the good things we're doing aren't yeah. worth it yeah um, so we end up reverting back to unhealthy behaviors which leaves us feeling so trapped even more. <laughs> like it's taken me a while to get to that point and I definitely have my days where I still struggle with it um I would love to be a less weight lesser weight because it's easier to do life when you're when you weigh less um so it's definitely something that I'm still working towards and still have as a goal but I I'm working on changing my mindset around it and just seen my whole life where that has not been a helpful approach you know dieting um and just the up and down of it all it hasn't really helped like even just hearing you describe it I could picture a you know 15 years ago Katrina sort of struggling with this and yes you say and you admit that you're kind of still on the journey but look how far you've come already and look at the behaviors and the thought patterns that you've already been able to unpick sure there are some more to go and you'll totally get there it just is one of those things that takes a bit of time as you learn how to work with your body and your hormones that frustratingly are different from other people's in learning about your journey you sort of talk about how okay initially your gynae wasn't or she gave you some advice that you thought right she's an expert I'll trust what she has to say yeah. And that has taken you down a certain path. Where else have you sort of gone for information about how to manage your PCOS? The place probably most people turn to, which is the internet, Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, to be honest, I didn't really find anything helpful on that. So, yeah, I, I you know, need to deep dive into it a little bit more. Mm. Um, Would you have any reservations about diving into it and finding that more i i'm scared that i'm going to find the answer is something that i will have difficulty implementing into my life um and i guess then you kind of like well then it's just your own fault so if you know that's kind of how i'm seeing it in my mind where it's like if it's like okay you know you have to do this xyz you can't have any sugar in your diet 
Um, and this is how you control this condition. I'm just, this is what, where my mind goes. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, I'm never going to be able to sustain that. Like, cause I've seen in my history um, that I can't sustain that. So I guess I'm kind of scared to have the, the real answers about what to do, because if I can't implement it, then it's my own fault for not implementing it. <laughs> no, it makes so much sense. Cause I, I honestly bet that you are not, alone in that and I know that the clients that I work with as well whether they have PCOS or not all of them are on a weight loss journey and they want mm-hmm. to kind of reach a certain size or a level of health that they've had significant difficulty doing in the past and <laughs> the best feedback I get is I could do it it was easy it wasn't hard and so I think that fear of should I do this what if it means that I can't yeah. it? what if I will fail um yeah it's very like legitimate and I think we all whatever weight loss journey we're on we all feel that to some extent that's so true well it's good to know I'm not alone no <laughs> oh you're speaking my language like uh, you hear I hear this all the time um from yeah. men and women who are battling the very same things that you are because there's many ways to lose weight I would say not many of them are sustainable yeah very few that's 100 my experience and i guess i haven't found a sustainable solution for myself yet that yeah. i feel i can implement with my family as well without having to cook two separate meals for everybody oh, and no, I, no way, no way. <laughs> or even you know if i go to a christmas party and someone's bought brownies and i have a piece of brownie that i don't suddenly undo my whole weight loss for that week because that's the reality for me you know one little slip up so I don't know how to find the balance of like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of making progress with my mindset and being like, okay, it's not about the weight, but when you're actively trying to lose weight, it's also like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the elephant in the room. You can't like, you have, you still have to address it. Yeah. And I think acknowledging to yourself, I want to lose weight. There's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. I'm just going to go about it in a way that is healthy for me. Yeah. And then I think you're on, you're honestly striking gold and working on your mindset and your beliefs around who you are as a person and whether there's worth that kind of ties into that, or even just like not blaming yourself. If you want to have that yummy brownie, go for it. You know, like there's freedom in that when you can take away the guilt and the shame that can be triggered if you just want to live life like everybody else. Yeah, that's so true. So for anyone who is at an earlier stage of their PCOS journey, maybe a girl's just been diagnosed, maybe they're trying to figure out this whole weight loss thing they've been told again by someone else that they need to lose weight and they're thinking, how on earth can I do this? It's just not working. What would you say to a younger you or to someone else that you would meet with PCOS? I would say, I wish I had a point to say, see this person well in this case now I know about you and what you do I've only recently learned that you have specialized in this area so I think you're an amazing resource um but the main thing I would say would be don't freak out (laughs) it's gonna be okay like you will you know most women who have PCOS are still able to have kids Um, you know the word infertility sounds really scary Um, and that word is what really triggered me so you know you will still be able to have kids um, even if it's with the help of fertility treatment some women are able to have it naturally 
um, through managing lifestyle factors and changing the way that they eat, not necessarily dieting, but um, yeah, just changing or introducing the right types of foods. So it's not unmanageable. It's definitely manageable. I'm still figuring it out. The other thing that I've discovered only recently in this lockdown is um, skincare routine, which um, has really helped for the first time in my life manage my acne. And I think that has been a big thing for me and building my confidence. Um, so yeah, I guess learning even about skincare, if, you, if acne is one of the things that you struggle with, um, that can be a really hard one because we just buy all the products, but um, you know, following some influences online, I've learned a lot through that. Um, and I think that can just help you feel good, feel better. It's not necessarily about getting like, you should get rid of your acne, but it's about how you feel for me. I wish I'd known about it earlier and I've only discovered it now in my thirties. So amazing. And I just want to say thank you again for your time and sharing your story yes. and all its gory details and all its raw honesty. Yeah. And thank you for doing this. Like, oh. I wish I'd had a podcast like this when I was first diagnosed. So I think it's amazing that you're taking the time to do something like this. And I think you're going to help a lot of women. Those were some extremely kind words that Katrina shared, but it's actually her telling her story that helps make a difference. Her struggles with PCOS are not unique, but the great news is that there is helpful, practical support available. For those who don't know what PCOS or PCOS is, it's characterized by having high levels of androgens in a woman's body. Androgens are typically known as male type hormones and women carry some of them, but in women with PCOS, their levels are slightly higher. Having high androgens can impact egg maturation, which is why she described not ovulating, can sometimes lead to high cholesterol and a thing called insulin resistance. Insulin resistance can impact how some types of food are digested. It can lead to weight gain and difficulty losing weight as well. So when we look at diet and lifestyle, we employ techniques to help reduce insulin resistance or at least manage insulin resistance through diet, which is very possible to do. With the PCOS clients I work with, we tend to focus on changing their eating patterns to best support their hormone function. These changes tend to include an eating pattern that is high in lean protein, where you would be having a small amount of lean protein at each meal, focusing on what we call low GI foods. So GI stands for glycemic index, and it really is a number that you associate with a food to determine how quickly it is digested. So the higher a GI, the faster it is digested. But we want more low GI foods, which means they're broken down more slowly in our bodies. They're typically higher in fiber, which leaves us feeling full, satisfied, less likely to crave, less likely to binge. And um, they're also packed full, obviously, of the fiber then feeds your good gut bugs, which also has a link with managing PCOS. On top of that, I would create a tailored supplement plan for my clients looking at specific requirements that they have because there is good quality research to suggest that specific supplements can help a woman manage her PCOS symptoms. If you're someone who would like a plan, <laughs> talking to someone who can guide you and help you figure out exactly what you need to be eating, get in touch. 
Um, my website is ognutrition.co.nz. You can also find me on Instagram at ohgoodness underscore nutrition. Follow, subscribe, you know, get in touch and, and let me know where you're at. I'm here to help and we can talk and make a plan so that you feel like you're getting the best support that you possibly can for when you're thinking about having a baby.